0: Hey, this is Louisiana Sister Squad podcast, where we bring you real information to enhance your Truther lifestyle. I'm Katie.
1: And I'm Tammy. Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show.
0: We hope that you enjoyed this episode and wanted to invite you to a live chat with Q&A with Jahan Zator on Louisiana Sisters Squad podcast, Telegram channel. It's your opportunity to ask questions on information we possibly didn't cover. Link for that is in our bio and that is on September 6th at 7pm. We hope to see you there. Also, Jahan has something special for our Louisiana Sisters Squad podcast listeners. Wednesday, September 7th at 6 p.m., Jahan has a special private class for only a few members, so if you're interested in that, reach out about signing up. You can learn how to master your breathing, create inner peace and everyday challenges, resolve negative thoughts, He is looking forward to working with you, and we hope to see you there as well. Thanks again for being a loyal listener. We appreciate you guys, and have a blessed day. On this episode of Louisiana Sister Squad, we'll be speaking with fitness expert and online personal trainer, Todd Cave. We'll be discussing fitness techniques, routines, and how spiritual wellness contributes
1: to a better you. Hey, Todd. Welcome to the show.
2: Hello, thanks for having me and um, today we are going to talk about many interesting things but one of the myths I'm going to crush today is that in order to burn fat, you don't actually have to do do loads of cardio, in fact you need to do resistance training which is something that a lot of people don't really understand.
0: Can you tell us um, how long you've been in the fitness industry and a bit about your journey?
2: Well, my journey is a very um, unique one because I am actually a civil engineer. And I've been a civil engineer for about 12 years. I used to live in the United Kingdom and five and a half years, um, I had life changing surgery on my foot. Now, while I was in the UK, I was always training, like, you know, for myself personally, not as a trainer. And basically since my life ended up changing, I had to learn how to train and do things in a different way, because the way that I was training before, it was a lot of impact on my ankle and my surgeon told me that I would never be able to do impact sports again. So subsequently, um, after I had my surgery, um, many, many dominoes fell in my life. I lost my job. I became very fat, overweight, depressed, and um, I got involved with the wrong woman as well. And um, many things, you know, happened to me that, pushed me towards self-development. It first started off when I started to um, read books because in order to beat depression, I actually started, I turned to books. People turned to alcohol, drugs, et cetera. Um, My mate in England, he gave me two books to read. And that started um, my journey um, of self-discovery. And many things led to other things and then I started to really really take fitness seriously because it was another way that i used to help depression and when i um because i was on crutches for 15 months so you can understand how hard it would be a guy that's been active all his life uh, i was always an athlete and then to be on crutches it was really hard so during that time i did a lot of research on spirituality fitness government god everything and it just started to grow and grow and grow where you went down these rabbit holes and to be honest i've never come out because they're so deep and then what happened is that i bought a personal development course and this was to do an online business but it was not it was fitness based but it could be related to any online business and i remember i was trying to do something else and then i basically had a conversation with my higher self and he said to me todd do fitness i'm like no i don't want to do fitness because it means putting myself out there being on camera writing posts talking because even my profiles were on private and stuff and my hair self just said to me todd this is what you're going to do so I resisted, and then more stuff happened to me that <laughs> put me in more rabbit holes and more difficult situations. And funnily, um, all a lot, some of these things occurred to me when it happened to me when I was in Mexico. And I went to holiday. I went on holiday once um, while I was here in Mexico on holiday, and I had ended up missing my flight. So then my higher self spoke to me and told me, "Okay." So are you going to listen now? Are you going to do fitness? And I just was so frustrated with everything in my life. I just gave up and I said, okay, this is what I'll do. So while that is a very long explanation, there's so many things that maintain involved to me because I never, ever wanted to do this. I am a very, very private person. And uh, it took a lot of overcoming of previous stories and traumas and fears to, to put myself on camera and i've been doing fitness now teaching people for about almost three years and um basically what i do now is that i i mix fitness with the other side of me which is the spiritual side because while i was here on holiday in mexico um because of all the the stuff i was going through i knew i needed a change so i went to a shaman and i um, took ayahuasca and that opened up a whole different realm of of, of consciousness and understanding so me as a fitness trainer is not purely a fitness trainer i deal a lot with the mental part of us and the spiritual part because we're we're a mind-body-spirit complex and it's like a stool that has three legs so i my take on it is that i go through the body To connect to your mind because your body will never be able to achieve anything without connecting to the mind i can teach you everything and tell you all of my hacks but if you don't change your mindset you will never get in shape you will never lose weight you will never be able to create new habits because you'll be living the past all of the past traumas and fears that you've had from failure and we all have had loads of failures but the difference is that i teach people how to overcome these and then when those two get married the, the mind and the body is like the bread and the bridegroom in scripture this is my allegory on it my take on it you connect to the spirit and then it opens up so you can call me a, a holistic trainer um, by default because these are the things i'm interested in And um, I'm very passionate about it. So, like anyone that checks my social media feed will see that I don't just talk about fitness, I talk about many other different things because, you know, these are things that interest me. And I have an ability to be able to retain loads of information and explain it in a way that is um, understandable. And from doing almost three years, I can make short videos, like two and a half minutes condensing very, very um, high level, complicated stuff so that people can understand. And what I would like to say is that one of the the, the biggest um, things that is, I would say the biggest issue we have as a a humanity and as a species is living in fear. And fear causes you to self-sabotage. It causes you to eat food that you shouldn't eat. It causes you to be with a partner that you shouldn't be with causes you to continue doing a job that you shouldn't do because it gives you no happiness. So what I do is I tend a lot to to focus on the fears and then also uh, using fitness as a way to help give people a bit of belief. Because most of the time, most of these things come from a lack of self-confidence and they're actually really very closely intertwined. So, yes, I've been doing this for almost three years and um, I'm having loads of fun doing it. I really like helping people. My mother was a teacher and I was, I don't know, I guess maybe destined to be a teacher as well. Even though, like I said, I resisted it for for many, many years. And what I have learned through my own journey is that the things that you resist the most are the things that you actually should do. Because you don't get what you want, you get what you have to have. So, yeah, this is, um, you know, very high level concept that I've been taught by many mentors and. A lot of things I pass on to my my students now. How exactly do
0: you go about having someone figure out what their fears are if they're not very
2: aware of them? Well the thing is is because I am not a trained psychologist I don't actually have like a a set um, strategy that I approach it but what I do is that what's happened to me is that since I started to take psychedelics so I've done peyote, Varius. Uh, magic mushrooms, and uh, ayahuasca. I have become very in tune to energy and I can pick up people's, like I said, I can't explain it in words. It's just like this intuition that I get where I can feel where the fears are coming from. So I, I and, and because I'm connected to source, questions just come to me. So I never, for example, I never know what I'm going to talk about on a video when I do my story videos. I never know. I only know probably 30 seconds before and it's when I receive what I'm supposed to say. It goes the same when I'm um, mentoring my, 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 my students. So what I do is that I have a, some questions like I ask them during like our, I don't want to call it interview, but it is sort of questions for me to get an idea of their experience Uh, where they come from, what they've tried, what they didn't try. And in those questions uh, are some questions that I I ask to find out, well, how important is this to you? What will this mean to you? So from there now, because I've had many of these conversations, a lot of the fears and traumas come from our childhood. This is what I've realized. So it's it's definitely something where I would um, ask them to tell me a little bit about, you know, as we get to know each other, like uh, things that has ha- have happened to them that made them feel in a certain way, where they really were let down. And most of the time, it is mostly a story that we've told ourselves. And I know this because of my own journey. And for example, some people would feel like, um, they're not good enough. And this story comes from, I, I was speaking to someone before and their father forgot to pick them up from school. And what happened is that because their father forgot, they told themselves they were not good enough. And this story translated all in their life, even to having uh, a partner because they didn't believe that they deserved to have a girlfriend, you know, they didn't deserve to have money. They didn't deserve to have a good job. Right. They didn't deserve to have nice things. And it all came from that childhood story of not being good enough. So what I do is that I, you know, help them to realize that it was just a story. It's not real. And then when you look at some of the other things that have happened in their lives that are positive, then you realize that actually you are good enough. You have achieved, you have had success. But if you focus on the things that are negative, you will find more negative in in your lives. Because I've got a student that he believes that he can't follow um, a routine. And um, he falls off regularly and he gets back up. But he seems to have this idea that in order for him to get fit, he has to punish himself. So he has to fall off, have a self-fulfilling prophecy that, you know, this is what I do. (laughs) <laughs> to punish himself to go and train hard and follow a nutrition plan to get results and then is like this cycle comes on so before he said that the cycle were like every three weeks now the cycle has increased to every two months so we have made improvement in that area because you know he said to me that constantly it was every three to four weeks so there, there are things that um, you know I've been taught by some of my other mentors and plus to some of the a lot of spiritual books that I've read that have helped me to, you know, access that part of of the mind because what people don't realize is that everything is energy and everything where your focus goes, energy flows. And when the energy flows in that area, it means then that the neurons that are fired in the brain at that time for that thing, they become wired together so what i help my students do is that i help them to create new habits so for example i have even gone into the detail of sitting down and working out how many free hours they have per week because everyone has 168 hours so there's some things that are non-negotiable so we write down all of those things are non-negotiable and then when we look back at it you, a lot of people actually have like seven hours a week Some days you have four hours a week and then it's just a matter then now of sticking to a schedule in order to do those things that you want to achieve, and not self-sabotaging and going backwards. And there's something called the um the mighty I am. Now Christ spoke in the I am. Now when you speak in the I am, you're actually performing magic because the word abracadabra is Hebrew for I create as I speak. Now this is not any woo woo stuff. This is actual real stuff because. I dare anyone trying to go for a personal best in any sport and say that I cannot do it, 99% of the time they will not do it because I cannot means I will not. So all these little hacks that I help my students and um, I get them to like do meditation as well. I, um, I recommend certain books to help them realize. But the I am is very, very powerful and that is actually the God in you, right? Christ spoke his most powerful words through the I am. I am the truth, the way, the life. He also said, I am the resurrection. When you speak in the affirmative through the I am, the God in you, you connect to the etheric realm. That is your God power. Those things must happen. However, there's a catch. The universe will only give you the thing that you ask for or demand when it believes that you've put in enough work. So a lot of the time, and this has happened to me when I first started to learn these things, I would say all oh, these positive words, I am this, I am that, and it wouldn't happen. But as St. Germain says, cause he's the one that um, wrote the, the I am discourse and the I am series. He says that if the student has even 0.0001% of doubt, that thing will not happen. So what I do now is that the way the media has bamboozled the public into this whole pandemic stuff, I use the same principles of repetition, but they use repetition for negative and they use repetition for positive. This is how you can positively brainwash yourself to believe because perception is based on information received. And if you give yourself positive information, you eat good food, you hang with positive friends, you have friends that actually touch, move, and inspire you to become better, and you do some sort of exercise, you will create a new world, your world. There's 7.7 billion worlds on this planet. Now, when you change yourself, you change your world, and then you start attracting the things you want in your life, which is like, you become the light of the world. This is why Christ even said, you need to become the light, right? Buddha said it. Krishna said it. Fun fact for you, the word Krishna and Christ are actually the same thing because the word came from Latin from Greek, which is Christos, which means anointed one in Sanskrit, Krishna, because it's called Krishna consciousness in the Vedas. And then it's called um, the Christ consciousness is what I teach. Same thing, but it's all from the same root. Christ means the anointed one. So as you can see, I am very much like a hybrid where I'm fitness, but I'm also spiritual. I can't talk about one will the other because I am both.
1: Hey, we hope you're enjoying the show. Do you have a question for our podcast guest? We got you covered. Your opportunity to speak directly with our podcast guest awaits. Join us on the Uncensored platform, Telegram. Link in bio. Now back to the show.
0: But I think when it comes to healing helping other people heal with mental um, you know mental struggles and your mental capability. We have heard repetitively that um, you have the ability to heal your mind, your body and it's all about connecting to something that is within you. Um, before that you connect with anything that's outside of you. I want to bring it back to um, the myth that you busted, talking about um, like resistance training and being able to get fit. You love resistance training.
1: I do love resistance training and then you don't need to do a ton of cardio. That's a mistake that people make. You want to start with your form to make sure your body's going to be okay and weights. And then you build on that.
0: Um, I just wanted to go a little bit more in depth about, uh, resistant training. Like where do you start for resistance training and how do you know when it's time to bump up, change or build on that? Okay.
2: So resistance training just means applying a force to your body. Now you can do this in different forms. You can use traditional weights or you can do calisthenics, which is um body weight training. I happen to do both and. What a lot of people fail to understand with just doing loads and loads of cardio is that overuse of cardio will actually lower your metabolism. So you will actually, in the beginning, you will lose some weight, yes, but you will plateau. And then after that, you may actually even increase weight. Because one of the things that people fail to realize is that the ethos behind your fitness training should be to burn fat and also to build muscle right now the resistance training will um to put it simply give the muscles the stimulation they need to grow because you tear the muscle fibers and the nutrition part now will feed the body what it requires in order to recover and to grow we have the credo eat sleep train repeat and that's actually pretty correct right however the training part is where a lot of people get wrong one, people generally don't push themselves hard enough into the gym, in the gym. I see it in my gym here where people, c- it's more like a social thing. Now, okay, having, having it being a social thing is fine, but there's a payoff. The payoff is that you're not really gonna get a result. So if you go just to socialize with people, okay, it works, you know what I mean? You, you, this is what you, you want. But if you actually want to have a transformation, for a skinny person to build muscle and a fat person to get lean, both things, both scenarios use the exact same principle, which is resistance training. Now, if you are a, a small person and you want to build muscle, you generally have to increase your carbohydrates. The Reason why you do that is that the carbohydrates make the muscles fuller. You also have to have um, a moderate level of protein, right? Now, if you are a fat person, what you generally do now is that you reduce your carbohydrates and you increase your proteins and fats. Now, from living in the UK for almost 20 years, I can say that the indoctrination is strong where people think fat-free, fat-free, fat-free. Now, I will give anyone listening to this podcast a challenge and go and look at a fat-free product and then look at the, the thing for me, which is the most important in those. Sugar. All We have something in the UK called Weight Watchers. Fat-free, this, the next eater, but when you look at the actual amount of sugar, it's actually just as high or maybe even higher in some cases than the normal traditional one. So this is why if you go on Weight Watchers with all this fat-free stuff, you actually get fatter because of the sugar. And one of the, the key things that I teach my students as well, is always read the labels always 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 if you are looking for like any snacks like you know i mean everyone likes snacks look at the amount of sugar that it has and i'll be honest with you right what people fail to understand is that sugar is actually a drug sugar is very highly addictive like you you take away people's sugar they probably go mad you know what i mean so what it is now is that i use things like stevia leaf or agave you know which are um, natural sweeteners, monk fruit, very good. Now, if you want to lose fat and even build muscle, you need to have a high level of fats. Now, I'm gonna talk about men first because I'm a man. Fats are very, very important for testosterone. Testosterone is the hormone that makes a man a man. If you have a lower testosterone count, sperm levels will be very low your um, libido will be very low as well and you will not be able to put on as much muscle because high levels of testosterone allow the body a higher capacity to build muscle and also to burn fat because a high level of testosterone means you have a higher metabolism now if you are uh, a fat person you still have to have high levels of fat right because The body will you when you change the macronutrient ratios it means then that you reduce the amount of carbohydrates have a higher level of fat and your body will switch over to start using the excess body fat for fuel so this is why cardio is not good because you will your body will not i mean when they say cardio i mean traditional cardio just being on a treadmill elliptical for 30 50 minutes whatever because your body will be in a low, uh, your metabolism will be very low. In fact, it takes between 30 minutes and 60 minutes of traditional cardio for the body to start burning fat and all that time, when you do that, you're, you're, you're using the glycogen in your muscles, which is the, 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 the source, the quick source of energy. So in quotation marks, you're burning muscle now. In terms of uh, fats for women, fats for women are also important because of estrogen levels. So the same way it's for men for testosterone is is, is, is important for women uh, for estrogen. And this is why estrogen is what makes women, testosterone is what makes men. It's the same thing, just opposites. So even for women, they have to have high levels of fats because again, you put the body in um, a situation where it would use fat as a fuel for energy right so this is why um, the fat-free fad is not fit for purpose because one is full of sugar and these are all refined sugars as well high fructose corn syrup which is terrible for you and they're highly addictive I read a book by a guy called Kevin Trudeau called cures that they don't want you to know about and one of the things that he spoke about was that these high refined sugars, high fructose, corn syrup and all the other additives in the food um, sucralose, and um, they stress the hypothalamus And when the hypothalamus is responsible for the hormonal control in the body it's actually a, it's something in the brain it controls all the hormones but when you stress the hypothalamus this is what causes you to get fat chronic fat as well you you become more depressed you become more agitated the hypothalamus is actually very very important for mood as well so this is why when you cut out those refined sugars you cut out um, the high, fr- high fructose corn so, and processed food in general and cook your own food and the thing is now is that I am blessed because I live in Mexico so most of the food that I get is what you will call more naturally produced food. So all of my fruits and veg, I go to the market. Now, I, I, I go to the market where the actual Mexicans go. And the only foreigner that goes there. I've only, in, in all my time living here, I've only seen foreigners maybe three times. But what I like about it is that when you go and get your produce, sometimes it has dirt on it, which means it came from the farm if you ever see uh, like a like a worm or a bug eating a fruit you know it's good fruit because the GMO fruits the bugs won't eat those that's why they're GMOs because they're supposed to be anti-pest, uh, for anti-pest. but if you see th- those fruits and vegetables being eaten by maggots or worms or birds or whatever it's good it means that it's more naturally produced so when you start to um, have food that's not more naturally produced you do resistance training and important you have higher levels of fats into your body you start to see changes and this opens once you start to get fit it opens up the portal then to change your mindset create new habits connect back to source create new possibilities this is why for me i find fitness the the basement the benchmark the, the the thing that you need to start with And then you can build on because let's be honest, right? If you don't take care of your body and your body is a temple, then it won't take care of you. And you know what I mean? If you are made in the image of God, then you're not honoring your body. It means you're not really honoring God. You're just self sabotaging and eating all these things and stuff that would just lower your vibration. So anything that lowers your vibration is not good for you. And this is why it's very important to have organic food or more naturally produced food. It's, it's, it's always difficult to find uh, organic food, but more naturally produced, which means it's, it's, it's less tampering. with If it's more of a, a healthy ch- um, supply chain that, that is being used and stuff. You are what you eat. And if you eat low vibration food, you will be a low vibrational person.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on everything that you're saying. And um, yeah, food is fuel. That's for sure. So whenever somebody is in a program with you, do you typically do that in person or you do it online or you do both?
2: So I am an online fitness trainer, so everything is done online. So I create the um, training program and I put it into the app that I use. And then there's another app that i use that um, we track their food because what people fail to realize is that nutrition is 80 percent up to 90 percent of the results you would get for training a lot of people think that you know I mean whether you want to build muscle you just eat a lot more or you want to lose fat just eat a little bit less it's a bit of nuance because yes the caloric value is important so if you want to build you would be in a caloric surplus If you want to lose, you'd be in a caloric deficit. But the macronutrient levels, which are your proteins, your carbs, and your fats, these, in my opinion, are the match winner. So what I do is I put the nutrition plan in the app that I use. I designed the fitness uh, routine in the app I use. And because I'm online, what they do is that they would record their sets and reps at the end of the workout. And this allows us to track their stats. So I can go back to all the workouts and look at their steps. And the app is really good because it will say, uh, well done, Todd, you have a personal best today. day, uh, good going, good effort, et cetera, et cetera. And I get a notification when you complete your workout. I would go in and review. Uh, sometimes people have questions and stuff. And then in terms of like when they're doing certain exercises, I always encourage them to take videos of themselves. That not only is good, helpful for them, but helpful for me. Because they can see their own form and they can correct it and when i tell them how to correct it or maybe i do a video of me doing it showing the correct form it means then that they can go back and practice form is everything so i take videos a lot yes for social media but also for myself because i'm always checking my form so what i would say is that um, this approach online fitness training actually yields better results than in-person training But with this approach now, one, is a lot more personable. So I get to know my students on a personal level. Two, um, because everything is data, it means I can make changes to the nutrition because I can see what they're eating. I also teach them how to read their macronutrient levels so that when they do go out and they want to eat something that is a bit of a treat or not on the meal plan, they don't have to feel. Uh, guilty because the reality is is that you only need to have nutrition compliance for 80% of the week 80% a week means that you can have two cheap meals a week So I tend to do that on a weekend because weekend is when it's sociable So you sacrifice for the week and then even if you had to go for a meal with friends or whatever during the week, you can always make it back on the weekend so that you don't have to eat 100% clean. And that's why I teach them. So, and then every few weeks, um, we have a, a, a catch up call on Zoom. I go through their progress. I find out how they're doing, excuse me, how are things in their life? Because what I do know is that if something is going on at work or at home that's stressing the person, it affects the training. I know immediately I always say every challenge has a solution as long as you go looking for it or you're open to it. One of the other things is that the program, my programs change monthly that way, now that you can, we say level up, you know, increase the intensity ever so slight. So what that does now is that it allows the body to be able to be in an a, 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 a uncomfortable position where it doesn't know what to expect. Because what happens a lot is that people tend to do the same routine for a year six months you know what i mean long time and they get zero results because you have to change it up no you don't have to go to an extreme and you change it every week but i realize every four weeks is good time because you in four weeks you can build a little bit more strength to add on a little bit more weight and you know that way now you call it uh, progressive overload so you know you, you this is one of the other reasons to why my students get results because I work out exactly how much they're supposed to eat. I work with their macronutrient levels. I, des- I custom design the training program. So the programs are never the same, but they have commonalities because some people, like I had one guy, he was 64. Uh, he couldn't really do squats. So we got him to do um, squats with, sorry, deadlifts, sorry, with uh, resistance bands. And once, he was, once I showed him to do them, he was away and going you know so these are things because everything is all personable depending on uh, the situation so this is why it's custom designed and this is why i like to explain it like if you were to go you wanted to go to a wedding a function or whatever and you go to a shop to buy a suit that suit is going to fit differently from when you go to the tailor When you go to the tailor it's going to fit you crisp exactly flush on your biceps your neck your waist everything and those are, this is how my programs are. They're more custom designed. So it, it tailors to the person and their lifestyle. So um, this is why it gets better results than an actual in-person trainer because by design, it's just like a factory. One person comes in, another person goes out, another person comes in, another person goes out. And at the end, then there's no accountability. you know. And I give my students accountability because I, I taught them almost every day, to be honest with you. and I tell them, I'm not a used car salesman. I'm gonna come at you every day. Uh, they laugh when they say that, but well, it works. The accountability works, you know.
1: So, um, you just mentioned about a gentleman in his sixties, and he said he couldn't do squats. Do you um, are you familiar with mobility training, and have you recommended that to anybody? Because I do notice that people are that are in their 40s that have been into fitness have like really been honing in on mobility training to keep their joints and their muscles young as long as they possibly can. That way when they're 80 they could still walk down the stairs.
2: Yes I do and this is why I teach my students calisthenics as well because calisthenics allows you to work your body in a different way. So things like an L-sit, a tuck planche, um you know pseudo planche push-ups these things push negative push-ups these are the the things that would bring the the mobility back into a person who is a little bit older or even younger to be fair because you know i mean most people don't stretch so their muscles are quite tight you know and calisthenics definitely works the body in a different way and so because i teach my students calisthenics we don't really have many issues with with mobility. I do hybrid training. So it's part resistance training with weights, and then the other part is with calisthenics. And then we do a lot of like circuits on the floor to help also with mobility and and all that kind of stuff. So yes, all of my programs are very, very uh, holistic in that respect.
1: I do have a question so so typically just a short answer uh, when you go into the gym like how long do you typically stay there
2: i train for about well I, i am in the gym for about an hour and 45 minutes but 30 minutes of that is warm up stretch and warm down so the actual training is only over 15 minutes and it's very intense and i have very short rest breaks and that's the reason why I'm able to maintain a, a good physique. Okay, you can get good stuff done in half an hour, but you can't really push the body hard enough long enough under an hour. maybe forty five minutes at max, maybe forty five minutes, but that's really having super short rest breaks. So I would say the sweet spot is between an hour, an hour, an hour, and 15 hour and a half at max at max because to be honest you don't really need to train that long you know
0: many fitness trainers have their own personal recommendation for super foods good fats um, what kind of carbs like the actual type of food to eat so do you have any recommendations um, like your top foods that you prefer
2: to eat or recommend to eat so what i would say is that the the rule of thumb is to look for whole grain foods so anything that is in terms of like your protein grass-fed produce uh free-range eggs you know free-range chickens um you know beef lamb naturally naturally produced right and you find that if you go to like farmers markets or smaller markets or like we have in england street markets um, you tend to get more naturally produced um, meats if you eat meat. Now fish I would say again the markets because the markets tend to have fresher fish because you catch the fish every day and the fishmongers go and they buy the whole stale fish and they sell them during the day. So I would recommend people do that. That's actually what I recommend to my students to actually To the smaller markets and the farmers' markets and get their stuff from there. In terms of like um, carbohydrates, I would say, um, whole, I was thinking in Spanish, um, brown rice, (laughs) um, brown rice pasta, quinoa, um, sweet potato, you know, and uh, anything that is whole grain, whole food, yes, because. the the thing is that you need to you have to stay away as much as possible from the processed stuff and the ready meals right and then fruits and veg again more organic or naturally produced now it's difficult to find proper proper organic and they're so expensive so again what you do find is that the local markets tend to have more locally sourced foods and one of the things that I'm going to share here that a lot of people don't really talk about is microwaves. Now I have personally seen a huge difference in my level of training since I stopped using a microwave. And I know a lot of people are gonna probably wanna say that I am crazy, but the stats the stats speak for itself when i went to my mate um, to stay with him for three weeks i did something that i have not done ever and i trained five days in a week and it was i normally trained four days but because i was there on holiday and there was like nothing else to do i just go to the gym i didn't even realize that i had trained five days right because he said to me he has this famous saying and it's true again he says truth is not learned Truth is realized. So he always used to tell me with my careers all the time and I never used to listen. A bit stubborn, to be honest with you. But when I went to his house, he was cooking food every day. And because I do calisthenics, which is at a high level as well, I physically was able to do things that I couldn't do before. I was having a personal best like regularly. And it's only when I came back home last year, I sat down and I said to him, i even said a voice note to him i said dude i'll put my hand up and i say look i was wrong and i have not touched the microwave in 14 months and my body is different and i'm stronger because the way microwaves work is that they use friction to heat the food so what happens is that the it pushes out all the nutritional value out the the food so you're actually eating quotation marks rubber you you have at least 10% nutritional value in it. So if you eat whole grain foods and you don't use microwaves, you will see a difference in your body. I guarantee it because I've seen it with myself and my own body.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a huge fan of the microwave either. I think um, if you can choose that the food actually tastes a lot better. And if you can, if you cook on cast iron, that's like the best for you. Yeah.
2: I'll tell you what I do personally, and this is what my mate taught me. He's a chef. So like most foods, you can actually just, once you finish cooking them, you can put them in the frying pan and just put a little bit of water inside there. And because it's water, it will just evaporate. And it will just heat the food. Okay, it takes a little bit longer. maybe eight minutes right but in that eight minutes you can set the table make a cup of tea whatever and before you know it it's finished so that's what i tend to do i bought some really expensive frying pans ceramic and um i just put my food in there put a little bit of water turn on the fire and that's it you know i mean you could use the oven as well but that takes a little bit longer the frying pan is a lot lot faster and this is actually what the old people used to do so we have to go back to what the, the, the older people did, and they were pretty strong, and we are supposedly the newer generation with loads and loads of knowledge, and we are just a lot, lot weaker than, than they were, you know?
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think um, Chef Molly kind of said it best when she's like, I am trying to live my life according to how I can envision my grandmother
2: living. So one of the things that my research has shown me is that, you can actually give yourself cancer and make yourself sick through your thoughts. And the person that has been, I would say one of the most influential people to uh, confirm this, this, this understanding is Joe Dispenza. And he uses technology to prove consciousness as this, this is why I really love his books. And there's one book that I read from him called you are the placebo. And there was a very, very interesting um such a story in that book where there was this guy that he had, he was diagnosed with cancer by his doctor. And at the time he was not really like sick or anything like that. But after he was told he had cancer, he started to deteriorate. So what happened is that his doctor had told him there's this trial drug that they're gonna give him. Now, his doctor apparently was um, either a doctor in World War II, or he had researched the phenomenon of giving people saline solution, telling them it's anesthesia before they operated on them, right? This is what they did in World War II, and he gave his patient saline solution, but told him it was this cancer drug that they were trialing and was getting great results. So a few weeks after that, the guy started to improve and get really, really good because he believed that he was taking this drug. So subsequently, a few um, weeks afterwards, the it was the FDA came out and said that they're going to halt the production of this drug. And natural fact, they're going to um, bring a class action against these people and the guy when he heard that on the media he got sick again because then he believed that this drug was not working so he started to get worse he Saw his doctor his daughter said him don't worry what the people were getting was a watered down version of this drug i'm going to give you the super duper pure version. again saline solution so he gave this patient the saline solution boom in a matter of weeks the guy improved again so i forgot one part when he first saw his doctor he said doc i want to live until christmas to see my family that's all i asked for and this was like in june and he said i'll do my best so then now as he got better again this was coming up to the month of december christmas and everything is in the year and he was Doing really, really well. The cancer had looked, it was in remission, and he looked, he was going to overcome this. And I can't remember if it was just before Christmas or just after Christmas. The FDA took the directors of the company to court, physically took them to court. And when he found out, he died three days later. Now, this story gets even more amazing. So, when they did the autopsy on the guy, he was actually misdiagnosed with cancer so he never had cancer so his thoughts actually made him sick he said he only wanted to live to christmas and he got his wish he lived to christmas he saw his family and he died afterwards so this is why my approach to training is definitely to go through the mind and also go through the body because the body cannot achieve anything that the mind does not believe so this is why we always talk about healing yourself from your fears and your traumas because these are things that will condemn you so let me give you another allegory when Christ walked among the people and there was this woman that touched his cloak He said to, he felt energy leave his body. And when he spoke to her, he he said, someone touched me. And then she said, it was me that touched you. He said to her, through your belief, you have been healed. He never said, I healed you. He said, through your belief. So I bring it back again. Thoughts are things. Thoughts can heal and thoughts can kill. And what I have, I came across some information that it says that in a vast majority of cases, most people that get cancer have had a very, very traumatic experience up to 18 months prior, whether it may be a death of a partner, a, um, a child, a family friend, losing all your money, whatever, something so traumatic happened that it changed the internal structure of the body and the body became toxic and acidic. So this is why I always tell people that your thoughts actually save and your thoughts actually condemn and your thoughts are what create your reality. Because if you feed yourself negative information, the world is negative. You feed yourself positive things, positive people in your life, eating high energy food, doing exercise, doing meditation, working on yourself, you will create a new reality because your reality is based on your perception and your perception is based on the information received. So this is why you must have it in a positive state.
0: I do believe that if people also not only want to seek that information um, they'll dive deeper into Bible study and continue to develop that relationship with God and God will also provide the answers to them
2: it all starts with in the mind you have to want something but it also depends on your why if your why is not big enough you will not get that thing so let mentor says you don't get things that you want get things that you have to have and if this thing, whatever it is, forming a business, going on a fitness journey, getting a partner, getting a child, whatever. If that is something that you have to have, you will get it because you will do everything in your power to get it. And uh, I would like to say also thank you for allowing me to come and share these things. For those people that, uh, you know, have enjoyed this this conversation and would like to learn more about me, um, I do most of my stuff on social media. Um, post every week. I write about fitness, consciousness, and spirituality every single day. I could probably talk for another two, three hours about these things because I've read so many books, had so many different experiences that it is unreal that, you know, I'm able to retain this this level of information. But it seems to be a gift that I have and I can recall things and dates and times pretty well. And you can find me on Instagram at, at Adriano underscore 246. Um, I'm also on Facebook as well my name Todd Cave and um, if you interested in getting into the best shape of your life um, learning some cool new skills improving your mental and spiritual side as well because they're actually all connected um, you know follow me send me a message and let's have a conversation and let's see if I can help you